Welcome to the Growing with Nature podcast. I'm your host, Darren Williams, permaculture enthusiast, restoration ecologist, and founder of Growing with Nature. Too often, we hear that the best thing we can do for nature is to leave it alone. But people are a part of nature, and you can make the living world around you come alive with abundance for people, plants, and wildlife, even in your own backyard. Join me on a journey through regenerative soil building, permaculture, restoration ecology, and more. To learn concrete steps you can take at home to support wildlife, grow incredible, delicious food, and help heal our living world right in your own backyard. Ready to get started? Grab a shovel, roll up your sleeves, and let's make the living world around you come alive. In this episode, we're going to look at three tips for salvaging native plants for your property. Buying native plants can be expensive, and salvaging them is a great option when you don't have a lot of money to spend on new plants. But doing it right without damaging the living world is important. Plus, you want to make sure your new plants survive. So let's look at salvaging native plants. My first experience with the salvaging native plants was when I was a kid growing up in eastern Washington, north of Spokane. In that part of Washington, there are large areas of state and federally managed lands that people use for recreation. Beautiful areas filled with natural wonder, and I always love visiting these places. And occasionally, we would collect small native plants that were growing right along the edge of access roads and bring them back to our place. These plants weren't likely to thrive where they were due to traffic and management of the roadway. This was my first experience with salvaging native plants. And since then, I've had many opportunities to salvage native plants on my own and with a local nonprofit called Native Plant Salvage. If you live in western Washington, I recommend checking them out. I will include a link to their website in the resources section of the show notes. Native Plant Salvage provides hands-on education to protect and conserve water resources and habitat from the South Sound prairies to the shores of the Salish Sea. I've worked with them a bunch over the years, and I hope you will check them out. Even if you don't live in this area, they have a lot of great resources on their website. Part of what they do is run salvage events in the winter. These events take place at sites that are being developed, where all the native plants will be bulldozed or otherwise destroyed as part of that development. At these events, volunteers dig up native plants or take cuttings to propagate back at their nursery and for people to plant where they live. Salvaging native plants at its core is as simple as this, just digging up existing native plants and transplanting them. Or taking cuttings you can later root in in a nursery or collect seeds. Each of these methods works to salvage native plants, but they don't all work as well with every species of native plants. Some won't root from cuttings, and others are hard to transplant unless they're tiny. I can't cover every native plant in this episode, so instead, let's dive into some core strategies that you can apply to native plants where you live. And we will also talk a bit about how to salvage native plants sustainably and responsibly without harming the living world. But before we do, I want to take a moment to say thank you to one of our newest patrons, Amanda. The support of patrons like Amanda allows us to create weekly free podcast episodes. It takes a lot of time to create these episodes and costs money to host them online and run our website. Our patrons help cover these costs and provide us with the support we need to create free weekly episodes. So a big thank you to Amanda and the rest of our patrons. And if you're able to, please consider supporting us on Patreon. There's a link to our Patreon page in this episode's description and show notes. Okay, let's get started. The easiest way to salvage native plants is by transplanting them. This is where you dig them up and then replant them at your place. You can't 
you can pot them up if you like first and let them grow a bit, though I prefer to just get them in the ground as soon as possible. When digging them up, try to get as much of the roots as possible and stick with small plants. While you may like the idea of digging up a large native plant over some of the smaller ones, those smaller plants are actually much more likely to survive and thrive. And generally, you will want to salvage native plants when they're dormant in the fall or winter. This gives them time to get established before they have to start growing in the spring and summer. And when you dig them up, you will want to keep the roots covered and moist. Often I cover the roots with fall leaves, moss, or dirt from the forest floor. If you can't plant them right away, then potting them up is your best option. Though you can also put them in a pile of mulch for a couple of days to protect the roots from frost and from drying out. Beyond these general tips, there are two types of plants that you may struggle to transplant successfully. And those are plants with long tap roots and the plants with long underground rhizomes. Plants with tap roots generally have a big, long, single root that goes deep into the ground with smaller roots growing off to the sides. Carrots are a classic example, but lots of plants have tap roots. The issue with these plants is that it can be really hard to get the root out without breaking it. And these plants also tend to be more sensitive to root disturbance. For these type of plants, try to salvage small ones that are only a year or so old. Here in western Washington, our native lupins tend to have long tap roots, and they also don't like to be transplanted, at least most of them. Our native Oregon oak is similar, and even a small oak seedling can have a tap root that has grown several feet down. You know, I watched a volunteer trying to salvage a little like six inch high Oregon oak once, and they were just digging and digging. They had a three foot hole, and they were still, they hadn't reached the bottom of that root yet. It, these tap rooted plants can get really long roots. So if you're going to salvage native plants with a tap root, try to, to get ones that are as small as possible and make sure to get as much of the root too. The other challenge, challenging type of plant are those with long underground rhizomes. Here in western Washington, our native slal and Oregon grapes grow like this. Often you dig up what looks like a small plant, only to discover that it's actually a shoot off a rhizome with very little actual roots. This often results in a lot of leaves and stems, and almost no roots to support them. Plus, these plants hate to have their rhizome tips broken. They have little white or pink, you know, kind of tips on their rhizomes that you, once you know what to look for, you end up seeing them, and they break really easily. They're really tender, and if they do break, often they won't grow. In these cases, you need to be very careful to get as much of the rhizome and roots as possible with only a small number of top growth. That's the stems and leaves. And make sure to watch the tip of the rhizome and try not to break it. Now, not all plants with rhizomes are this picky, but you will want to be careful with these type of plants and always make sure you get enough roots, even if they're not as picky. And when you go to plant them, you will need to dig a decently long trench for the rhizome with the small stem and leaves sticking out of the ground at one end or potentially in the middle, depending on how you dig it out. This is why I tend to avoid salvaging these types of native plants, and instead I buy them from a nursery. Though you can successfully transplant them if you're careful and follow the tips that we just talked about. But I would just make sure you plant extras if you're going this route because they're not all likely to survive. Sometimes digging up native plants isn't the best option, either due to the type of plant or because you need a lot more plants than you can salvage. Collecting seeds can be a great option in this situation. 
you can just go out and find native plants that have gone to seed and collect them. I like to do this from plants along the edge of trails and roads since they're more likely to get cut down and otherwise disturbed. But growing native plants from seed does have some challenges. Often these seeds will need what's called stratification. This is what happens naturally when seeds set out over the winter in cold and wet conditions. And some plants need a combination of warm and then cold to trigger germination. Other native plants have seeds that need fire to germinate, and others have hard coatings that are normally softened when they're eaten by birds and other animals before, we, before they get deposited in their droppings. This is called scarification, and you can mimic this process by scraping the seed coating with sandpaper, and sometimes even cracking them with a hammer. It really depends on the type of seed, which means you will need to do your research and experiment a bit. So make sure you keep track of which ones grow well for you and which ones are a struggle, and what methods you use. But to be safe, I would use one of these two methods with any native seeds you collect. Sow your seeds in outdoor pots, seedling cells, or directly in the ground in the fall, and let them be exposed to wet and cold conditions. They likely won't germinate until spring, though some may germinate more quickly. I've seen some plants grow... Native plants start growing in the fall. They get really small little top growth, and they just sit there until spring, and then they take off. And the other method you can use is to place your seeds between two sheets of damp paper towels, and then put them in a plastic bag or another airtight container in the fridge, and wait for them to start germinating. This takes at least a month, and often six weeks or so. Though if they start to germinate, or once they start to germinate, make sure to plant them right away. I've put a couple links in the resources section of the show notes that talks about how to germinate native seeds using the wet paper towel and refrigerator method. But I've done this before, and what you'll see is a little kind of root tip coming out of the seed. And as soon as you see that, that's when you're going to want to uh, plant it in a pot or in the ground. Another option for salvaging native plants is to take cuttings and and use a method called life staking. Life staking is fairly simple, though. Some plants like willows will grow from fresh green branch that is cut off from the parent plant and then planted in the ground. This should be done when the plant is dormant in the fall or winter, and you will want the live stake to be from one to two year woody growth that is at least two feet long, though three feet is better if you can get it, even longer is great. Then just push the live stake into the ground with at least half of it buried up to about three quarters. Make sure at least two of the buds remain above ground since those will be where the new stems and leaves grow from. The live stake will start to root over the winter, and then new above-ground growth will appear in the spring. This doesn't work for all species, but it's a great option for some plants. Last week's episode, or our latest episode, actually covered live staking, so make sure to check out that episode since it goes into more detail than I will today. And the other option is propagating from cuttings, and this is very similar to live stakes. You will be using greenwood cuttings that are around two years old, and your cuttings will be smaller than with live stakes, generally around six inches to a foot. These cuttings can be treated with a rooting hormone, though that isn't always needed, but if you use it, it will probably increase your success rate, though often I just skip it. You will want to prepare pots or trays with sand or some other light-growing medium, and keep it moist, but not too wet. Then stick your cuttings into the growing medium, roughly halfway or so, and depending on how deep your uh, growing medium is, and then place that whole thing inside in your house or in a greenhouse where it will stay warm. 
you know, keep the pots or trays moist and wait for your cuttings to root. Once the once those cuttings have roots, you can carefully pull them up. You might use a spoon or a small trowel to kind of loosen it up. And then you can plant them in pots for later transplanting outside or into bigger pots. Propagating native plants from cuttings is a great way to quickly expand the number of plants you have. Just like with live stakes, not all native plants can be grown this way. So it will take some experimentation and research on your part. Salvaging native plants from cuttings, live stakes, or seeds also has the advantage of not removing the parent plant from the landscape. Though you still don't want to overuse these methods, since they can still hurt the parent plant or decrease the number of seeds available for wildlife and for potential natural regrowth. Salvaging native plants is a great option to get native plants for your property, but you don't want to hurt the place where the plants are already growing. This generally means you shouldn't salvage any rare or endangered native plants unless you're working with a group that is actively working to conserve those plants. Sometimes nurseries will actively partner with conservation groups to grow rare and endangered plants in order to help expand their numbers. We actually have a couple uh, plants that are endangered in Oregon growing here. And you should also avoid going to natural areas that aren't being disturbed by people. National parks and other similar areas generally don't allow any plant collection, and so I wouldn't try your luck at those places. But in other areas, like along bike trails, roads, and even hiking trails in national forest land, you can do some limited salvaging. All these trails and roads will be maintained, which means the plants growing along their edges will be cut down once or twice a year. Sometimes even more. These are some of the best places to collect cuttings, live stakes, seeds, and transplants of native plants. But still, don't overdo it. Leave most of the plants or seeds where they are. I tend to only take one or two branches from any one plant for cuttings or live stakes. A single branch can be used for two to four cuttings or a couple of live stakes, depending on how big it is. And don't collect on private property without permission of the owner. Though asking people you know if you can salvage native plants from their property can be a great option. I've gotten native plants this way uh, from my family, from their places. It's a re- it is a great way, and often people will have plants growing up in areas they don't want them, either on their trails or in their gardens or places like that. Finally, a really great place to salvage native plants is from development sites where new houses or other buildings are going to be built. Unfortunately, these areas are often completely cleared, which I don't like, but it does mean you don't have to worry about going overboard salvaging native plants from these spots. But you should still ask for permission first, though often the owners won't care since they will be clearing the land anyways, as long as you can get in and salvage before they start their work. Don't expect them to wait for you. This can also be a good time to get old logs to make snags and critter homes. I wouldn't cut down any of the trees, since they may be selling them, but old rotten logs won't be missed. And don't forget that you can use these techniques at your place. I have a bunch of volunteer native plants coming up in my paths in my food forests. I plan to dig them up and transplant them to new areas. I'm also going to give some to our, to different family members. And I'm also going to take cuttings and live stakes from other plants that I have growing around that are growing into trails. I'm going to, I'm going to have to cut these plants back anyway, so I'm going to use them for cuttings and for live stakes. Learning to salvage native plants is a great skill to have. So give it a try and see what native plants you can salvage for your property. 
And stay tuned for our next episode, where we will look at using nooka roses, snowberries, and similar plants to create dense hedgerows. Creating a dense hedgerow for privacy and to even keep deer out is a great thing that you that can really help your property thrive. And these small plants like nook of roses, snowberries, and things like that are really great options. So this ep- next episode is going to be all about these plants and how to use them in a hedgerow. And don't forget to check out the show notes for more links and resources related to this episode. All right, I hope you enjoyed that episode. And thank you for listening to the Growing With Nature podcast. This podcast is made possible thanks to our patrons over on Patreon.com. Thank you, patrons, for supporting our work. And if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever else you listen. Your review will help more people find us, people like you, who want to bring these skills home to support wildlife, grow food, and help heal our living world. Well, that's all for now. See you next week, same time, same place. Have a great week, and keep on growing.